You are now listening to Crave the Podcast. Thank you for tuning in to Crave. That's K-R-A-V, the podcast where we bring you the conversations you want and the edutainment you need. Today's show is all about colorism within the Black community. This is Kenya Moore. Rain the Gemini. Yaya Khalifa. And this is your girl, She's Brazen. All right. Now, before we dig in and start cooking, let's get ourselves together and breathe in. Breathe in positivity, prosperity, and peace. Breathe out negativity, lack, and doubt. And let's bring in this good vibrations. All right, ladies, we're going to go ahead and dig in. This is an excerpt from Brian Kenneth Moore's thesis, uh, Perceptions of Complexions. Consciousness and Self-Identification Among Dark-Skinned Blacks. In his thesis, he quoted Michael Eric Dyson, 2004, which stated, The preference for light skin finds painful precedent in Black culture. It dates back to slavery when the lightest Blacks, whose skin color was often the result of rape by white slave masters, were favored over their dark kin because they were closer in color and appearance of dominant society. So ladies, have any of you ever experienced colorism in your lifetime? And has it ever affected you in one way or another? Or do you even know that it has happened before to you? I would say, this is Rain, um, I'm about the color of milk chocolate. I could probably use that as foundation. How do I know? Because I eat a lot of chocolate, which means I waste a lot of chocolate and I <laughs> blend it on in. <laughs> Oh, that that's pretty accurate. Uh, oh, take on my color. So yeah, I have experienced colorism just throughout life in general. All far as far back as I can remember, people have made comments about my color, and this goes into adulthood. And you know, saying things like "stay out of the sun" so you don't get black, or you know, you shouldn't wear that color. You're too dark to wear that color, mm-hmm. or you're pretty for a dark-skinned girl, or if oh, you were lighter, we can date, and mm-hmm. you know, all of that, all of that. Um, this is your girl. She's brazen. I I don't even know how to phrase this. Mm-hmm. I would have to say, after listening to Rain, that I that I have experienced it, but not only have I experienced it, mm-hmm. I've participated in it. I remember. Mm-hmm. Clearly and significantly, one time my grandmother came by to visit the house. It was a hot summer day. And she um, was like, are you going to go outside to play? I was like, no, I don't want to get darker. And she was like, girl, please. She was like, I would be out in the sun. I would love to have your dark skin. She was like, I'd be out in the sun all day. I would love to be as black as this person I'm carrying. And I was just taken aback by that. And I, not knowing that I was participating in something that was being fed to me. Uh, yeah, you know, yeah. you know what I mean? Then mm-hmm. even down to when I was pregnant, it was my preference to have a baby with a skin tone that looked like mine. Most people say that's not that wouldn't be colorism. That's preference. It's colorism because mm-hmm. as long as the baby is healthy and whole and got 10 fingers and 10 toes, it should matter. Complexion really matter. But I was right. going to on having a dark skinned baby. And when he didn't come out dark skinned. I can't say that I was dagger in the heart, heartbroken, but I was I was a little disappointed. So, you know, now looking back and hearing Rain say what she said, not only have I experienced it, I had to have experienced it to have those thoughts as a young child to not to want to be out in the sun to get darker. 
but mm-hmm. it's so innate and ingrained in in mm-hmm. who we are as a culture mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. I only have my experience. I've participated in it. Mm-hmm. It's strange that you said that you wanted your baby to be chocolate. I mean, it, you know, in the back of my head, it was like, oh, it'd be nice to have a chocolate baby just to see what they would look like. But in real life, I wanted just perfect shades of brown because I didn't want them to go through what I went through. And then when I had the first baby and he was brown, I was like, wonderful. This is great. But then when I was pregnant again, I was like, God, if it's a girl, please let this girl be lighter than he is. Wow. Because I didn't want her to grow up and think and, you know, and have color problems. You know, people coming down on her and her ever thinking, I wish I was his color or lighter or whatever. I just I was terrified that I would have a dark skinned girl and she would go through everything that I went through. Yep. Wow. Because I know for me, this is Kenya Moore. I went through certain things here in the States and didn't have a word for it. I was never told, hey, don't stay in the sun too long. You're going to get dark. Or why do you like sunbathing so much? Aren't you worried that you're going to get too dark? Opposed to when I was growing up in Kenya. To me, the way I was raised and in my little bubble that I was raised in, you never, you, I didn't hear don't go outside because you're going to get too dark. Or there was nobody, when I went to play with my friends and their family, anyone was ever concerned about what hue or color we're going to turn into because we're outside in the sun all day long. Right. Um, until like we came, we moved to America. And that only happened when I was going to, um, I think it was middle school. Mm-hmm. And you're going out and you're playing tennis and you're doing things. And you'd hear their parents speak and say, don't stay outside too long. You're going to get too dark. And it didn't faze me because I didn't know what it meant. What Didn't know why they even cared if their child got darker. So there's so many things that are ingrained and they all go to the root, which becomes slavery. So for example, in 1996, Henry Louis Gates Jr., who was a chairman of Afro-American Studies in Harvard, he mentioned how he was coming up in Yale in the late 1960s. And some of the brothers, they would have a party and they'll call the party a bag party, Mm -hmm. where he writes and says that a brown paper bag was stuck at the door and anyone who was darker than the paper bag was denied entrance to the party. So I feel sometimes that's why even the whole white is right mentality or the lighter you are, the better you are. Do you guys still feel that goes on today? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so, too. I believe absolutely. so. Eurocentric ideology of beauty is still the standard of beauty today. We are recording live from Cancun, right? And I even think about Latinos and Latinas. Mm-hmm. And the hotel we're staying at has pictures of advertisements everywhere. Not a mm-hmm. single Latino or Latina is in those pictures. They're all white people. Not a single not a single black person. Well, mm-hmm. and I want to say white people let me rephrase i don't know i can't identify these people's culture or what culture they identify with from a picture i don't know there very well could be latinos and latinas in these pictures what i'm saying to you is they look european right i'm thinking about this paper bag test so yeah yeah i'm feeling like you would probably be able to pass that paper bag test does that make you any kind of way even the, the fact that i think that do you feel that, any kind of way about it? 
to give you some background on the reason why I, it's, a, it's an adamant no for me is because the the place that I grew up, I was dark. We used to say dark skinned. It was this little joke we had, like she light skinned, but I was considered dark. And so coming to the South for me was a very big adjustment because mentally I'm thinking like I'm dark, you know, I'm representing for the dark girls. So even in our group, like we've, we, we've had this conversation before and you all know, mm-hmm. I don't consider myself to be light by any means, but then I also feel like I don't belong. And I don't want to say belong as in, you know, you all aren't accepting of me because of my, because of the shade of my skin. But I also feel like my, I wouldn't place my, my ticker next to dark skin people's tickers because they don't look at me as dark skin. So I'm somewhere in between mm. in the middle. I definitely wouldn't pass a paper bag test. To answer your original question, Kenya, for myself, I grew up again in a place that was very close-minded, very sheltered, very sheltered community. And mm-hmm. I can recall, it's funny because I had this recollection simply because before I got off of my personal social media, somebody reached out to me who growing up, I was like, he was it. If I married that boy, I would have been the happiest country <laughs> girl in, ever, right? <laughs> He mm-hmm. he wore cowboy boots and and Wrangler jeans. They was butt tight too. Anyway, <laughs> so but he was very very light. Like his his skin tone was very light. He was lighter than a paper bag, and you know his eyes were blue. <clears throat> Just a handsome at the time to me that was the standard of what a beautiful man looked like. Again, because I was growing up in you know Central California, a majority of the people that I grew up around were white. Everybody was praised for the way that they were beautiful. Yes, mm. I don't know how many times I heard you're you're pretty for a black girl. It wasn't mm. no black. It wasn't no you're light, you're dark. It was you're black and you're black. That's it, mm. right? That mm-hmm. was more of a that was more of the racial side within our own small community. Yeah, we made jokes about you know someone being real dark and playing out in the sun and getting darker and stuff like that. But to us, it was very clear that if you're black, you're black. There is no shades of black. It's mm-hmm. just you black and you with them. You know. Mm-hmm. So anyway, this young man literally would not give me the time of day. His dad didn't want him dealing with me, and it had nothing to do with the person that I was. It had everything to do with the color of my skin. Well, fast forward, wow. you know, some of my years. Now that I'm an adult, he's an adult. Coincidentally, he ended up marrying a white woman, has mm-hmm. children, has beautiful children. Reached out to me and was confessing his love for me. Like no. <laughs> That's not how that works, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, oh, you know, I've I've been paying attention and and this, that, and the third, but you're provi- prevented you and given, you know, nothing probably would have transpired. But my I remember at the time, like my feelings were truly hurt because I was quote unquote too dark to date. Wow. Wow. So that's the reason why I think I grew up with this mentality, like I'm a dark skinned woman, you know. <laughs> that's just what it is. And that's interesting to hear. And like you said, there was either you were white or you were you were with them, and yep. you were with them. So there was no in between for you. Um, so so then so in that case, ooh. I get why Yaya would consider herself a dark skinned woman. You're basing right. it on a community that you live in, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. right. So you are dark skinned mm-hmm. next to European right. skin. Yes, you are. Yes. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. you are not a dark skinned woman. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you just kind of deflated way about that. Like, I, I, I can like, tell. I can tell. But that doesn't make you any less black because no, you're right. you're dark skin. Like 
I don't even know why we have these labels. And 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 right. furthermore, for me to say that to her is colorism. It is. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. More you like let me check myself. I, I, I feel like he is. Is, is, is color but true or not? She's black. I'm black. What right? What right. right. And but that's black. not up for debate at this point. We are specifically discussing colorism, which which differentiates the shades. It so I think that's it, why that's it's relevant in our conversation. Right. So 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 then I stand firm in what I said, just to even say to her, yeah, yeah, you black, but you ain't dark skinned. That's colorism. I, mm. I don't agree with that. Okay. But I think that and it goes in terms of colorism, if we're talking about different hues of color, then it plays a part in that. But it also plays a part in colorism if you talk about how down south different you know if you're this color to this color you're better than this color but she didn't right. say it right she didn't your own say community. that though but in terms of just saying you know what you instead of just saying oh you're black and we leave it at that she's saying well even her saying she's a different hue than us can be considered colorism because why can't we just stop at you're black because right. the topic at hand is colorism. So I think it's just like <laughs> saying, like, I can, let's say I'm white, right? And I turn to you and I say, you're black. That's not racism. It's not. That's a fact. No, it's I not. am right. black. Right. The racism part of it comes in with the discrimination, right? True. The and ism so, part. Mm-hmm. Right. That, that's, exactly my, that's exactly my point. It mm-hmm. comes in with the ism. Mm-hmm. And so... Her saying, you are not dark skinned. There is no ism in that to me. There's no discrimination in that. There's no, I'm not stopping you from you're doing anything. It's, it's, it's factual I'm just that you're stating. not dark skinned. You are of a light. Right. I disagree with that because I'm. what I'm saying is, yes, Yaya is black. She is a lighter hue of black, which means she will get preferential treatment over my black. That's colorism. Mm. I agree, mm-hmm. but I, that, so I was so specifically maybe, talking maybe, about maybe, that statement. Okay, so maybe because the, I didn't finish the statement, but at the okay. end of the day, let me tell you the intent behind the statement. Yeah, yeah, I'm black. I am black. She would pass a paper brown bag test to me. I would not. So therefore, her her treatment is preferential. She's going to get favor over me mm-hmm. because of her tone of black. That is colorism. I and, so just to stop and say like <laughs> she's black period the, the whole to me differentiating tones and and and, and levels of, of of colors of black it's colorism to me but that's just me i i'm not i'm not looking for anyone to agree or disagree um th- it's just how i feel about it she's brazen uh, i have a question real quick i didn't hear what you said did you say that i would pass the paper bag test yeah mm-hmm. She thinks that that's, I do too. I think so too. That's crazy. That's crazy to me. Like literally, because, I'm mind blown right now. But also, yeah, yeah, I'm looking at the part where looking at the brown paper bag test, and you look at the brown paper bag. Literally, you would pass it before we would. No, there's no before because we're not before. Yeah, this is what I'm going to do. This is what I'm going to do. we not in the lines. I know what a brown paper bag looks like and I know what people that look like can pass that. I, I feel like from the sense of where you're coming from is like, um, I know I can't pass it. You're lighter than me, so you can pass it. 
No, 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 not at all. Um, but I also understand what you're saying and where you're coming from because mm-hmm. the guys that I've been in relationships with who are, for the vast majority of them, have been dark-skinned, mm-hmm. they have all said to me, why? I don't know. But they all say, oh, you're darker than me at some point in it the relationship. Up. Right. And when we stand in the mirror side by side, I, I'm always about two or three shades lighter than they are. And it's just like, but that's not what they, one, it doesn't matter. But two, that's not what they're seeing. Mm-hmm. Right. And right. not to mention the fact that even after we stood in this mirror, and I'm saying every relationship, even after we've stood in this <laughs> mirror side by side, they have made the comment again. So even visually... It does pointing out you. the difference mentally, they still never turn the page, mm-hmm. mm. which is weird. Oh, and then I also wanted to mention that you were saying talking about how your your skin tone is based on basically where you're from, your community that you grew up in. I, I can relate to that, too, because mm-hmm. growing up in white <laughs> schools, I was always you know, dark skin, very dark, made to look like onyx in my head, right? Right. Mm. And then when I went to a black high school, they said, oh, they're brown like you. And I was like, brown? Right, right. (laughs) Like, no, I'm black, bro. (laughs) Right. But also that was the first time that I had ever truly seen Black. I mean, black, no no shade of brown in the skin, like black. And so, oh, isn't it? It is so beautiful, girl. It is. It glows in the sun. In the dark. Uh, King, you dark. would know, wouldn't you? You said what? <laughs> she said you would know. I would, because I try to glow as much as possible. With her Ain't cocoa, no with her cocoa butter body. Slap <laughs> <laughs> his teeth and be like Marco Polo. Right, but it's funny how people visualize that, because even, you know, growing up with my colorism issues, like when I met Kenya... I could do nothing but stare at her. Like, I was like, oh, my God, she is just gorgeous. Like, literally lit up from the inside out. I was like, what the hell is that? Yeah, beautifulness. Thank (laughs) Thank (laughs) y'all. Thank you, guys. (laughs) Like, I literally will never forget the day after, when we were in the hospital, after She's Brazen had her baby and you walked in, I was like, (gasps) (laughs) I mean, I had already known it at that point, but it was just like, I still, to this day, always flash back to that. Like, I was just... Enamored. I was. Just in awe. Just like, oh my God. She is stunning. Well, thank y'all. Shoot. I'll pay y'all later. (laughs) But I've even even been accused of preferring people making comments about people with darker skin. Like, oh my God, her skin is so beautiful. Oh my God, look at his skin. Like... And in my last relationship, he would, whenever like something would come across TV and I would make a comment, he'd be side-eyeing me like, oh, you always got something to say when somebody dark come across. Like, you don't have to be in your feelings about the fact that this is beautiful. This is just beautiful. You know what I mean? And that's, I don't want to say that's my preference because in my household, it's a whole bunch of different shades of brown. But it's something that catches my eye. And just like you were saying, Rain the Gemini, it's, I, it's something that I see every time I see Kenya. I see her and I'm like, good Lord, she just glows, like literally gl- glows. I remember right. when we went to Sacramento, or no, 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 San Diego, and we were laying out in the sun. I said, I don't care how long I got to lay out here. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care how long I got to lay out here. I'm going to get me some 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 brownness today. Before we, and the only thing that got tan was my butt, y'all. That's it. Two, two years that later, my butt is still tan. Like that tan months. line is still present. Ever present. Oh, um, that's that's that that was the, the suntan oil I gave you. You're welcome. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Yeah, but it don't it didn't I, yeah. 
I should have pulled mm. it up a little in between the crack because so that everything could have got Well, I mean, yeah, yeah. So even go back to what you said. I mean, that that statement alone, it colors and what's happening in your own household for your significant other at that time to uh, get offended that you, yes. you know, got excited about seeing a darker hue man on, on the TV screen. First of all, it's it's new. You know what I'm saying? That, that's new. That, that's like that's like 2019 to 2021 new, uh, right. because we weren't getting model gigs, we weren't getting lead roles in movies, we weren't hosting mm-hmm. TV shows. The darkest TV show host I've ever seen in my entire life is Oprah, and she, mm-hmm. to me, she's not, she's not that dark. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. When mm-hmm. Kofi stepped on the scene, I was like, Kofi, Kofi, <laughs> no, yes, please, yes, please. Good old, good old cup of Joe, Kofi. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> they picked the right name for that child. But we also have a tendency to also have colorism in music, like we, you know, like we were talking about earlier. You know, you have Pop Smoke rest in peace, he has a song that came out called Hello, and he raps about how he likes his women red, bone, light skin, yellow. You have mm. the baby. He has a song out just on the title alone. It's called Light Skin Shit. You have Young Jeezy. He mm. has a song where he states it's called Do It For You, and it's rapping about, oh, I wake up with light skin girlies. Mm. So this light skin, dark skin is perpetuated <clears throat> as well through music. Even through television, as we all can remember, when Fresh Prince of Bel-Air tried to be slick with it and switch up Aunt Viv. And then you had, what was that, My Wife and Kids? They switched up Claire. They so, sure did. Wow. They sure you know, did. And then you have that. people like Zoe, what's her name? Yes. She played Nina Simone. Make that make sense to me. It's not well, well, Colorism is she... everywhere. It just comes in different places. It's a lot of different places. We're fed. As soon as we, you know, turn on the TV, that's why I don't really watch too much. But as soon as we turn on the TV, um, I remember music videos, videos back in, you know, like 99, 2000. I don't really remember seeing a lot of chocolate brown girls on they there until Buffy. Maybe Buffy the body when she came out. Wait, yeah. And I, I like remember. the way you move. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, when I tell yeah. you, I saw her and I was like, my God, my God, my God, forsaking me. Yeah, it, it definitely is definitely in in uh, in Hollywood and in and in mainstream uh, a lot. I don't want to say more so because I I cannot um, accurately compare what other genres of artists are doing in comparison to R&B and hip hop. I don't I don't listen too much. Uh, country. I don't listen too much um, rock or or techno or you know things of that nature. Um, and and uh, Rain, you may be able to give a little feedback, considering you know um, that you are married to a Jamaican. But I think about I'm, Chris Brown, for example, has never since he's stepped on the scene had a dark skinned woman in any of his videos, whether they were playing the role next to him or they were a background dancer or an extra. I mean, he's wow, made it clear, nothing. even in his statements, that that's not his preference. He does, he ain't checking for nobody darker than hair. that, right? Darker than that, uh, that paper bag. And just like, okay, so Kenya oh, just wow. said, even with a certain type of hair, right? So I don't know if you guys watch Basketball Wives, but there was OG, no. and she's I believe Nigerian, mm-hmm. 
And she was saying that there was colorism in their group. Mm -hmm. And one of the girls was saying, well, we're the same color and I don't get that. And she said, yeah, I mean, the girl that she was talking about has long hair, it's curly. And she was like, yeah, you don't experience it because you have Western features. Mm -hmm. You know, so, you know, she has the the slimmer nose. Right, right. So she has the European look, but she's just darker Mm -hmm. skin. Mm -hmm. So my question to you guys is like does that count like do you get points for western features you know what i mean like yes i definitely think so what we would deem as something that our ancestors uh, had a broader nose um fuller lips there those are things that people are paying for now they're Mm -hmm. getting lip injections to have fuller lips but they're still maintaining that you know very pencil straight nose Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. some of us some of us feel that you know because you have a a westerner or a european look that that's um it's more attractive i feel that it depends on where you are the culture that you're in because the Western features, I don't feel like it's a worldwide thing that people are attracted to. Some Asians, they they refuse to be out of the sun, so they, they carry umbrellas. Mm-hmm. Even being married to a Jamaican, I see, you know, the, the bleaching and, mm-hmm. and all that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. And they put um, the high, they do put high diary in different oh, countries yeah, where the, if you're... The lighter you are, your diary is higher than your darker sister or cousin. You know, it's worldwide. It just looks different, but it's still the same thing. Even with that, with the whole Western features thing, I will say that although I get and have gotten flack for being darker, I do. I have seen the difference in, let's say, me and somebody else. My features are more Western than mm-hmm. than other people that I know. Mm-hmm. And they may not even be quite as dark, but they get it worse because their features aren't as western mm-hmm. right but so does that fall under colorism well i'm just no. wondering if, if 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 it gives you an allowance in the colorism because of your features and i think that it does okay so what you're saying is if you're dark and you have western features there's a preference for you over someone dark with uh, exactly exactly absolutely Absolutely. Okay. I, I can understand. I don't I don't know that I've experienced that. I think we, we become blinded to so many blatant things and it's crazy. Mm-hmm. Like this is blatantly happening <laughs> to you and it's in your face, but we, I, we don't see it. That's, that's You're crazy. so used to it that you don't know you don't. any different. I mean, and I noticed early on because you know, growing up, I wanted to be on TV. These people don't look like me. You know, the black people that were there, not none of them look like me. And then you see like Destiny's Child was coming up about the time when, well, I knew about them like late middle school. They came to my high school, that kind of stuff. So I knew about them then. So it was like, oh, Kelly's representing for the dark skinned girls, right? Right. Right. And that was great. But then kind of where did she go with it? Not, and and, and I I don't know. They didn't highlight her as much. Exactly. That's my point. And so it's just like, I don't know if she would even be bigger than what she is if if she were of a lighter hue. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah, I feel that way about Brandy. About mm-hmm. Jasmine Sullivan, mm-hmm. even some of, some some old school, you know, folks. Uh, she, I was gonna say, India Irie, <laughs> right, oh, right, right. Yeah. Jill Scott definitely has a bigger, better following. Mm-hmm. I feel like than India does, and she isn't even of a Eurocentric ideology standard of of size. Right, right. But her skin tone is lighter. It is, but also colorism has found its way into 
also the prison system. So like according to Ellis Monk, a Harvard sociology professor, he authored the study that was based on chance of arrest for Americans by complexion, which was conducted between 2001 and 2003. So it showed the chance of arrest by complexion, the lighter you are was 40%, just light would be 44%, somewhat light was 48%, medium would be 53%, and so of course the darker you became, it was 5%. And this mm -hmm. by, was done by the National Survey of American Life 2001 to 2003. Okay. So the darker you are, the, the higher your chance of being arrested is. Right. Okay. That seems like yeah, I got so what are your thoughts in that, ladies, in terms of, uh, I guess it just goes and continues with what we've been saying. It's not surprising. Mm -mm. Right. Yeah, again, I'm, I'm very happy that my boys are brown because one, they're black men in America at the end of the day. Right. right. But I know that they're not going to be viewed as threatening as somebody darker. darker shade. Yeah, when I think about all of the, the men and women who have become hashtags, I see a, a very... Mm -hmm. There's yeah, a trend. Well, yeah, there is a trend with the men being of a darker hue. George Floyd, Mike Brown. Mm -hmm. I even think Elijah McClain was a little bit on the darker end. So mm -hmm. Trayvon Martin and what was the young boy's name that Tamir. was yeah. okay they were a little lighter than these other men but what neighborhoods were they in exactly right exactly. when that happened right. so if they were in more european neighborhoods then that's a that's a very dark skin in that exactly. neighborhood. in that neighborhood yeah. so my final question i guess would be about as mothers, is that something that you find yourself need to talk about or is it something, how do you navigate through future questions or the possibilities of having to talk about that? If I, if y'all don't mind, I'm going to go first. This is, she's brazen. Um, colorism isn't something I feel like I'm going to address with my son. Okay. Like I'm not going to focus on the negative. Right. Um, he, he is, what I cannot take away from him is him being like, uh, Rain said earlier, he is a future black man in America, right? So we're going to have conversations about what to do if you get into encounter with the police and, you know, mm -hmm. your your rights and the laws and all of that thing. And although some, to some police officers, you ain't got no rights and fuck these laws, you're going to do what mm -hmm. I say or else, right? Mm -hmm. But that that's going to be my focus. At the end of the day, there's not going to be a conversation about colorism. There's going to be some action about how I love people, period. And it's not going to matter what hue of black they are. I'm going to love people. And if I can show him that, he'll hopefully grow up and not have this small mindedness of, oh, I want a light skinned girl. I want a dark skinned girl or this, that, or the other, like, and that's just for me. Is he going to experience some type of colorism stuff in his life? Maybe. I don't know. For 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 my son, he is of a of a lighter hue. He's not as dark as me. So there may be some times where he gets preferential treatment over somebody else, but that's not what we're gonna focus on. I don't believe in happenstance and circumstances and life happens the way that it, it's supposed to be and we are a driving force um in a lot of uh, ways that our lives turn out. So my main focus is I have to teach him about racism. I have to teach him about prejudices and I have to teach him about encounters with the law. I do not have to teach him to perpetuate this cycle in the black community of colorism. And see, for me, I, I will address it at some point. I hope one that it's far off into the future. Um, 
and, you know, hopefully those words will come to me at the time, but I do want to address it just because I don't want him to be blindsided by, by any of the issues, um, that he might come up against, Mm -hmm. not to mention the fact that having a darker mom, I don't want there to be pictures shown, you know, at school or, I come up there to get him and, and comments being made or anything like that. And, and it catches him all off guard. and He doesn't know how to respond to it. Mm-hmm. So it, it's not about, and for me, Rain, it's not about teaching him, you know, to perpetuate it. But this is what it is. This is the reality of the situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can definitely see that. I think my approach comes from more of a, hey, y'all, this is, you know, what's going on. We're all black. We all in the same boat. We all looked at in this way. And in being Black, we are a whole. It's not we have these pieces of this whole in within our community we may, but in terms of what the minority majority feels is you all are Black. And again, that goes back to my upbringing. I, I understand the way that you look at it. She's brazen. I feel like my approach is a bit more similar to uh, Raina Jones. I want them to understand that regardless of your skin tone, that we are all we are all black. And some people may feel bad about their skin tone because people talk about them, but that's not something your mouth needs to be opening up about. Because black is beautiful, period. It doesn't matter what what actual shade it is. It's beautiful, period. Well, I will say, Kenya. <laughs> right. <laughs> she, she still got that shade we a little addicted to, but yeah. <laughs> Black is beautiful, period, you know, and that's kind of the, the, I just want I want them to be better than me. You know what I'm saying? Like, ultimately, the way I was raised, it, it created a skewed perception of apparently my own skin tone. And that's not something that that's not a, a burden that I want them to carry or foster, especially considering like that's a burden. I don't want them to be concerned about it, period, in that way. Not not the not the not the actual color of their skin being a burden, but just No, no, no. That's not what I meant. I meant the the skewed perception of your skin color seems because like it's that's not something that, that should even matter. Ultimately, at the end of the day, within our community, it shouldn't even matter what actual tone my skin is. Because at if 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 it doesn't matter how I'm gonna treat somebody, why does it matter what actual what tone their their skin is if it's not going to change the way that I treat them. Right. I think that comes back to, um, you know, we were all having a group chat the other day about trauma and how it's passed down. And I believe that the reason we it matters is because of trauma. We know, King has spoken earlier, that like she said, the lighter skinned slaves were preferred over the darker skinned slaves. They got preferential treatment. That that's a that's a trauma that's passed down. It's it's genetic at this point. It's, it's in our DNA. DNA. Yeah. Yeah. And so how how does one break a DNA cycle? That that is the biggest challenge I think we have to figure out how to overcome um in the black community. It's right. it's 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 our nature at this point. Yep. And, and that is why for me it's not going to be something I focus on naturally it's already going to happen so Absolutely. versus focus on what's naturally going to happen I can teach my son how to love instead mm-hmm. of judge and, and criticize and pick apart and all of that so it's it's crazy when you when you think about the history of it all where it came from this was nothing that we created which is why Kenya can speak on a, a whole different aspect of it for because she wasn't this wasn't the country that that r- raised her. I remember I was I was a supervisor of a um, drop-in childcare facility 
And I had uh, Miss Linda was her name. And she worked for me, older lady, mid to late 50s, early 60s. And we were just, you know, shooting the shit and talking. And she was like, I did not understand until I, I, I didn't, I didn't understand that I was a, di- a different race or a black person until I came to America. She was from mm-hmm. St. Thomas. And she said, filling out a job mm-hmm. application, they asked you, are you Caucasian or white or black? And she was like, I didn't even know what to put. Oh my goodness. And that is so true. That brought back a memory that I didn't know that I was black until I came to America. And yep. you're, you're raised to just know that, you know, where are you from? Oh, I'm from Kenya. So you're right. Kenya. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Right. The end, period. Only yeah. us are we not just American. Right. We you're, are African-American. You're everything. Like that. We so, can't just be American. Right. Mm-hmm. So it is. It's mind-boggling when you get here and you're trying to understand, like, well, no, I'm I'm not this in this box because it's a box of questions. Mm-hmm. And you're like, well, I'm not Black. I'm African and I'm not just African. I'm just Kenyan. So where is that box? Right. So a lot of times I used to just do other. other. <laughs> I did. I was born and raised in America. Yep. Other. I do that other often. I was like, I don't, I don't identify with any of this stuff. So let me ask you guys this. Do you feel like Okay, so lately I've been seeing a lot of pictures on social media of like little chocolate babies, right? Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, if we can like the little light skinned babies, we can like the little dark skinned babies. And even if they don't say that, everybody in the comments is saying, oh, look, this little chocolate baby. Oh, look, this chocolate drop. You know, mm-hmm. using words like that. Are we perpetuating colorism yep. by doing yep. that? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, and guilty. I can't, I can't even lie. You know, I'm guilty like, too. Notice I said we. Me too. <laughs> oh yeah, but, I've done but, it. But I want to. I want to stand in and own my truth. That is something I need to check myself about. Guilty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, yeah. Charges. Uh, what, what charges we got? Because I'm. Yep. Uh, Your Honor, I'm guilty. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. it, it is. It, that's why I say it's. It's. It's just who we are. It's. It, it is nature. Like it's hard to. It's really hard to break out of out of those practices it it definitely is and then not only do you have to check you you got to check family you got to check friends you know because like when my oldest was little one of my family members told him well he is little still but you know like when he was let's say a couple months old and mm-hmm. one of my family members said oh you acting light-skinned you know said that to him what does that even mean hmm. Hmm. we're leaving our children with people mm-hmm. and we what, regardless of how much information and this is how I'm going to parent, and this is what I want done, we mm-hmm. don't control what comes out of their mouths intentionally, unintentionally. Right. Oh, but I also <laughs> know what that means, but does me saying that I know what it means also perpetuate colorism? But well, I don't want to say knowing what something means perpetuates it because think, yeah. again, we've been around it. It's been what people have said to us, even mm-hmm. at young ages. So to know uh, my son knows what no means because it's said to him often. My son knows what yes means because it's said to him often. So I don't feel like it's perpetuating to know a meaning of something. We know the meaning of racism. Does that make us, that does that mean we're perpetuating racism? Right. I, I guess I just feel the same way about that that I feel about like saying Yaya was not dark skinned. Like it's a statement of the truth. Mm-hmm. But how does one statement perpetuate it, but the other statement doesn't? 
Does that make sense? Uh-uh. Okay. That is what it is then. I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to get at some thought because I yeah, don't I have to put a pin in that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right now, no, it doesn't make sense. <laughs> <laughs> Well, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for tuning in to Crave the Podcast. That's K-R-A-V, the podcast. At this time, as you guys know, if you've been following us for a while, you know that we love to review some Black-owned businesses. So this time, we're going to go ahead and review Ancient Cosmetics. And they, you can find them on ancientcosmetics.com. First word, ancient. Second word, cosmetics with a Z instead mm-hmm. of an S. Dot right. com. Um, I purchased the Even Skin Tumor Collection. Went ahead and purchased four of them because I yep, wanted my sister. <laughs> <laughs> wanted my sisterhood over here to go ahead and experience this beautiful skin. Experience the glow up. Come on. You asked about this glow. Um, and I really do enjoy their products. They are organic, but in terms of like the face wash, it's thick. So you don't have to use a lot of it. You can use like a couple drops for your face and it'll, it'll work for you. Um, the soap comes with it. It's really good. Your skin feels nice and soft afterwards. It has turmeric oil and it also has a mask. The facial turmeric mask. You have to make sure for yourself how long you want to keep it on and not keep it on because you don't want to come out orange because turmeric is orange. Like yeah, yeah, did. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't gonna say that, right. but I think we all got yeah. it. Yeah, it, I've, 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 I have not found my happy place with that yet. I love it. I love what it does to my skin, but it will turn you orange if you keep it on too long. Halloween is coming, girl. Listen. <laughs> Packaging was good. I like the packaging, the timing of the products. They came to me in a timely manner. I know some of the ladies did enjoy the... How did you guys think about the packaging? I liked it. I mean, I yeah. liked how it was, it was cohesive, you know, from the outer box to the inner products. So, so I gave it five fires. Okay. okay. I also tried this Ancient Cosmetics. Um, what I did was I used the the little scrubber bar mm-hmm. that you're supposed to use on your body, and I put it on my face. Let's just say it wasn't a good idea for my face, but it did great things for the rest of my body. It didn't like mess my face up or anything. It, it's just clearly not meant to be used for your face. It did dry my face out, but again, it is not meant to use on your face. So from that point, I used the moisturizer and it did put the moisture back into my face. So I just won't go there again. So (laughs) overall, I give the product five fires. I fires as well. Uh, One of my favorite or two. Well, I liked everything in there. I like the turmeric mask. I like how my skin feels afterwards. Like the fact that it kind of does give you a little glow. And then the even skin, the hyperpigmentation cream, that really does put a lot of moisture back. Face wash is great. Like Kenya said, you don't have to use very much. I love that. What I really, really like though was the even skin, the um, body butter. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you, the yes. I, feel so, I think I still have some. <laughs> oh, I do. It feels so good every time I put it on. It's whipped, it's thick. With all those. Um, ingredients in there. I really, I give it five fires. It did everything it needed to do. Okay, this is your girl, She's Brazen. First of all, Kenya Moore, thank you so much. It was one of the, one of a, a really great gift. Um, you Sharice, And uh, <laughs> so, of course, I can't speak on shipping or any of that because it was, it was purchased for me. The 
box that it came in, the, the little confetti and how it was all separated was really, really nice. My favorite things in there was the face wash and the body butter. Uh, I don't know how y'all still have some left. I don't have any more. So um, <laughs> I, for me though, have to give it four fires because the face wash gets really, really cakey and kind of gets stopped up in the um, stopper that they have, which for me, it's like a waste product. A lot of the product. Yeah, because it's stuck. It's like stuck in there. So then I can't get, you know, more. I have to take hot water and tear the, 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 the spout apart and, and get all the gunk out of it to put it back on. So just on that, I would highly recommend that they uh, find a different spout of some sort to use for the face wash um, because it is loaded in lots of like oils and, and minerals and uh, the face wash has turmeric in it too. So if, especially if your stuff sits for a while, um, it mm-hmm. just gets really, it gets really cakey and, and kind of cloggy in in the spout. So four fires for me because of that, but otherwise a really, really, really great black owned product. All right. Wonderful. Well, thank you all for tuning in this week. Join us here next week at 6 p.m. Central on Satisfying the Crave, where we will address your questions, comments, and concerns from you, the listeners, and we will give you our individual perspectives. Please visit us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and just all those socials at Crave the Podcast or shoot us an email at Crave, K-R-A-B, the podcast at gmail.com. We'll see you guys next week. All right. Peace. This podcast is for entertainment purposes only and is intended for audiences 18 and older. The opinions expressed during our recordings are ours and ours alone and are not a reflection of any businesses, employers, or other individuals we may be associated with. Please consult professionals before following any advice you hear on this podcast. Thanks for listening.